Do you feel pressured to convey a certain image or lifestyle because of what others expect of you? Are you afraid to disappoint others so you hide your honest opinions and thoughts so that you can be accepted? Are you angry because you feel pushed around by others, but you haven't been honest with them or maybe even honest with God? You're not alone. You're in a huge club called the People Pleasers. Welcome to Keep the Heart Podcast with Francie Taylor. Francie is an author, teacher, and conference speaker known for sharing biblical insights that are practical and inspiring. Now back to today's valuable study. What is a people pleaser? According to Merriam-Webster Dictionary, it's a person who has an emotional need to please others, often at the expense of his or her own needs or desires. We can't get over our issues with people-pleasing when we don't even understand why we're doing what we're doing. This is not a light matter. And while I can only scratch the surface in this brief episode, I encourage you to ask God to search your heart and uncover deeper things that may be going on. We have reasons for doing whatever we do, and when it comes to people-pleasing, guilt, shame, fear, a lack of trust, and many other things are on the list. At the end of this episode, please take some time to pray and ask the Lord to show you what's going on in your heart and let Him help you. God's way is perfect. Our way is flawed. Let's look at four signs that you may be a people-pleaser followed by suggestions on what to do about it. First, you may be a people pleaser if you need the approval of others. This is also known as fear of rejection. But guess what? We're going to have to get in line and take a number because it's way too late to be first. The Apostle Paul confronted Peter over his people-pleasing tactics in Galatians chapter 2, verses 11-12. through 12. Here's what it says. But when Peter was come to Antioch, I withstood him to the face because he was to be blamed. For before that certain came from James, he did eat with the Gentiles. But when they were come, he withdrew and separated himself, fearing them which were of the circumcision. In this passage, Paul describes how Peter was fine eating with the Gentiles until the Jews arrived, and then Peter withdrew and separated himself out of fear of what the other people would think. What happened to Peter here? Well, he was more concerned with what others thought of him than what was consistent and right. In other words, he was a hypocritical people-pleaser, and he's not the only one. When we're more concerned about pleasing others than pleasing God, we're putting ourselves in bondage. We've added the shackles of other people's opinions to our lives, and yet we hold the key that would release us from this ball and chain. The key is trading man's approval for God's. I know, I know, easier said than done. But if we ever want to be truly free from the bondage of this weakness, we will need God's help. How do we get God's help? Through prayer and His Word. When we pray, we're speaking with God. When we read His Word, He's speaking with us. At the root of needing approval is a lack of the fear of the Lord. The less time we spend in Scripture, the lower our genuine fear of the Lord will be. You know this verse, but it bears repeating. Listen to Proverbs 9.10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. So what's the need here? 
a greater fear of the Lord and less fear of humankind. To achieve this, we'll also need the knowledge of the holy so that we'll have greater understanding. A second way to tell if you've become a people pleaser is this. You ignore or overrule your conscience to satisfy others. This is a frustrating trap, and it's also habit-forming. The longer you disregard your conscience, the duller it becomes. Listen to this warning from Proverbs 29.25. The fear of man bringeth a snare, but whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. Do you hear the contrasts in this verse? We have the snare of fearing people, which results in people-pleasing behaviors, and it's contrasted with putting our trust in the Lord, which keeps us safe from the fear of man. Do you go along with the decisions of others or the opinions of others, even if you disagree? The practice of disregarding your conscience because you're afraid to stand up for what you know is right creates a habit of pretending. What if you spoke the truth in love and helped someone else to see their error? When we go along just to get along without regards to what is right, we're putting people ahead of God's word. The sad thing about overruling the God-given conscience and following people is that it frustrates us because we weren't meant to live like that. God is our ultimate authority, and he genuinely cares about what's best for us. People are generally trying to flex their own agenda muscles, and they need followers to make this worthwhile. Steer clear of people who push you to follow them when they're not following God. This includes pressure to get you to follow rules or systems that are man-made preferences and not biblical principles. Too often, people are trying to press others into a mold that they were pressed into, and this results in duplicates, but not necessarily disciples of Christ. God can and will lead us when we'll let him. But if we put others in God's place, we will be following man and ignoring God. That's so spiritually unhealthy. Make this issue a matter of immediate prayer, asking God to forgive you for failing to trust him and to deliver you from the trap of fearing people. A third sign of a people pleaser is this. You lie to people because you're saying what you think they want to hear. Colossians 3, 9-10 tells us to lie not to one another, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. Lying is a habit of the old, unbelieving life. In Christ, we're done with that life. Have you ever been in a conversation where you disagreed with the way others viewed the topic, but you went along with everyone anyway? This is another sign of people-pleasing, and it often results in regret because in your soul, you know the truth, but you chose not to speak it. Sometimes the truth is uncomfortable. It's hard to say that someone is evil when so many others think they walk on water. It's difficult to disagree with a majority when you already know that the minority often gets mocked and even shunned. It's hard to say, I don't want to be a part of that when you're the only one you know who's taking such a stand. And it's really tough to say, I disagree with that point of view, but it is the right thing to say if the point of view is unbiblical. Recently, our Bible study small group was discussing how easy it is to lie in everyday situations. I shared the story of how people were repeatedly asking me how I was doing after my husband passed away. 
I'm fine was the standard answer I gave, but it was a lie. I was not fine. I was in turmoil, and only God saw it. Driving home from my new place of work at Abeka as an editor, I'd often get lost because I didn't know my way around without GPS. And then I'd end up in tears every time I'd miss my turn because I couldn't tell where I was, but somehow I kept ending up on this red dirt road called Isaac Lane. That's still a landmark for me. And if they ever pave it, I won't recognize it because it was a red dirt road where I kept getting lost and it was the signal to start crying because I was lost when I first moved to Pensacola. I was often crying quietly behind my office door, wiping tears when I would go to church at Campus Church on Sunday, weeping in my house quietly on Saturdays because Saturdays used to be my favorite day with my husband, and now they were my least favorite days. But when people would ask, Francie, how are you doing? The people pleaser in me would lie with two words, I'm fine. Finally, after realizing that I was lying, I prayed for something truthful to say. I believe that God gave me my new answer in two words. Instead of saying, I'm fine, I would now say, I'm learning. And if people wanted to know more about that, I'd explain. But if they didn't, they'd smile and nod. And honestly, I think that some people understood. What are you lying about to please someone else? Trade the lies and tell the truth. But be careful, do it in love. I think one of the key elements missing from speaking the truth is love. This is especially true when a person has been abused, mistreated, or otherwise harmed. We do need to tell the truth, but we don't need to abandon the love. Be careful not to allow pain to push you into becoming harsh. But at the same time, do not stay in a position of fear when you need to speak the truth. This principle of speaking the truth is addressed in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 14 through 15, but particularly in 15 where it says, but speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. It's a sign of spiritual growth. We're growing up when we learn how to speak the truth in love. Abandon the habit of saying what you think people want to hear. Practice speaking the truth until it's your first response instead of a last resort. And finally, number four, You may be a people pleaser if you're performing for others rather than being genuine. Do you even know how to be you? When's the last time you were not putting on a front? 1 Peter 1.22 is a call for believers to be sincere, also known as unfeigned. Listen to this verse. Seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren, See that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently. Did you know that being a fake play actor is unloving? People can't get to know one another today because everyone's hiding behind their false fronts, hoping to keep up an image of having it all together or at least keeping the fact that life is falling apart a big secret. We don't have to live like that. God didn't call us to be phonies. Could it be that we're so busy studying the wrong people and the wrong examples that we've forgotten what walking with God even looks like? We've obeyed the truth in becoming believers, but we've forgotten the part about the unfeigned love for the brethren. Instead, we're living like the world is our stage and we need to appear to be fantastic plastic people. You know, evangelism suffers when we trade genuine love for plastic performances. After all, Who would want to become a believer 
when they see us living in the same shape or worse than they are? Where is the benefit? The world already pressures people to perform at every turn. No one wants to sign up for more pressure. So if we become these image-conscious pretenders walking around with pasted-on smiles and walls all around us, we're not like Christ. We're just saved people living like we did when we were unsaved. Stop trying to impress others and just be a genuine, godly Christian friend. We are not in a competition, and no one's going to give us a blue ribbon for having the most impressive appearance or presence. Sincerity allows others to get to know the real us and frees us to walk in purity before God. People-pleasers get trapped in faulty thinking, imagining that we've always got to do more or be better. Stop it. Stop. Trade that faulty thinking for God's point of view. He thinks we were to die for, and that's exactly what he did. To abandon the life of people-pleasing, expect it to take time as God leads you out by his word. Our job is to yield. God's job is to transform us by the renewing of our minds. Psalm 119 verse 173 makes a great closing verse, reminding us that the way out of the life of people-pleasing is to pray for God's help and then to follow him as he helps us. The verse says this, Let thine hand help me, for I have chosen thy precepts. You've been listening to Keep the Heart with Francie Taylor. Subscribe to this podcast and follow Keep the Heart on Instagram. Visit the shop at keeptheheart.com for Bible studies, books, and more, along with Francie's conference event calendar. Visit keeptheheart.com today. Thank you for listening.